What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Today, I want to talk about players, well, not just players, legends, whose careers ended with a reunion. And what I mean by that is a player who returned to an old team for kind of like a last, one final song and dance at the end of their career. And, um, I mean, these are guys who, you know, were established on one team, moved on to other teams, came back to finish it off. I mean, there's some that come to mind right away, but it's happened, you know, more often than one might think. So I kind of want to specifically talk about 10 guys who did that. The first one is the most recent one. That's going to be Ichiro Suzuki. So Ichiro is a Mariners legend. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Seattle Mariner. Um, it's just a question of whether or not he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, actually. He has the chance to be unanimous, but uh, he, he might just miss that. He might just miss it. But he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. His first stint with the Mariners came from 2001 to 2012, and then he returned in 2018. And, uh, you know, that was after six years away from Seattle. And then, you know, last year he signed just like for, what was it, a couple days because they went on that trip to Japan and he retired in Japan, in his home country of Japan. A very fitting storybook ending. But that was how his career came to a close. It was just an emotional two-game farewell on that Jap Japanese trip. It was a fitting final stop for him. I mean, fan favorite from the start. He burst onto the major league scene in 01, winning both the AL MVP and the Rookie of the Year, and just became a franchise icon for the next decade, making 10 straight all-star teams, winning 10 straight AL gold gloves and two batting titles, and leading the majors in hits seven times. He set the MLB single-season record in hits for 262 back in 2004. Once he was traded to the Yankees in 2012, you know, that was towards the end of his career, started getting older, spent some time away from Seattle, bounced around with like the Marlins and things like that, but he found his way back home and retired last year. Next guy is Barry Zito with the A's. His first stint was from 2000 to 2006, then he returned in 2015. Zito was the 02 AL Cy Young Award winner and a three-time All-Star in Oakland during his first stint with the A's. You know, he helped lead Oakland to five postseason appearances in his first seven big league seasons. He then crossed the bay to the Giants in the blockbuster signing in December 06. We never quite recaptured that Oakland dominance in San Fran. And after seven years with the Giants and then a year out of baseball in 2014, he came back to Oakland in 2015 and made his final three big league appearances in September. That actually included a start against the Giants and former teammate Tim Hudson in honor of the A's big three of the early 2000s. That was Zito, Hudson, and Mark Mulder, who was in attendance for the game. That was pretty special, end of 2015 when that happened. You know, it's like a decade and a half later. Next guy is going to be Ken Griffey Jr. with the Mariners. His first stint was 1989 till 1999. Then he returned in 2009 to 2010. I mean, the kid is both... Mariners and MLB legend. He was a first Ball Hall of Famer. His career came full circle with Seattle. I mean, what is it with the Mariners with these iconic guys? First Etro, now Griff. But yeah, I mean, he left for the Reds, you know, at the turn of the millennium around 2000. But then he returned to the Mariners at the tail end of his career in 09. And he actually homered in his first game back with Seattle in nearly a decade. 
And then just more than a week later, on April 15th, he hit his 400th home run in a Mariners uniform. And then he retired the following year, ending a 630-homer Hall of Fame career. Next guy is going to be Tom Glavin of the Braves. His first stint was from 1987 to 2002, and he returned in 08. So Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz were the nucleus of probably the best starting rotation of all time. I mean, that was a Hall of Fame trio leading the Braves. And these are Braves teams that dominated the NL East from the 1990s through the early 2000s when Atlanta won 14 straight division titles. They were just a juggernaut. They were a dynasty. Uh, Glavin spent his first 16 seasons in Atlanta. He won two Cy Youngs in 91 and 98. Then he finished in the top three in voting four other times. He left to sign with the Mets before the 03 season, but then he came back to the Braves for one last stand at age 42 in 2008. So his 305th and final win came in an Atlanta uniform on May 20th of 2008, his last season. Roger Clemens with the Yankees. His first stint was 99-03, to and then he returned in 07. The Rocket, that's Roger Clemens' nickname. His final big league season came with plenty of fanfare. I mean, he announced his return through a news bulletin and a public announcement during a May 2007 game at Yankee Stadium. And his prorated one-year $28 million contract made plenty more headlines in the following days. And Clemens' return was fully embraced by Yankees fans. And the Yankees were trailing the rival Red Sox in the AL East. I mean, the Red Sox were going to win the World Series that year. But it was, you know, it was, it was a tight race. And, um, yeah, he made his much-anticipated debut in early June as a 44-year-old. I mean, he held the Pirates to three runs over six innings while striking out seven. But the rest of Clemens' season lacked the luster that Yankees fans came to expect. He finished 6-6 six and six with a 4-1-8 ERA. And then, like I said, Boston won the World Series for the second time in four years. But honestly, what do they really expect from a 44-year-old right-hander? I mean, just because he's Roger Clemens, there's, there's only so much you can do at that point. Next guy on this list is Dennis Eckersley, Red Sox. His first stint was 1978 to 1984. He then returned in 98. I mean, Eckersley cemented his Hall of Fame status when he was in Oakland. But he really came into his own as a Red Sox starter, I mean, most notably in 1978. He led Boston with 20 wins and a 299 ERA, and that was the club's famous pennant race with the Yankees. I mean, Eck, Eck was a stud, but you know, he was a starter in all 191 appearances in his first Boston tenure, but then he was a full-time reliever by the time he came back with the Red Sox as a 43-year-old in the winter of 97. The next guy will be Gary Carter. So... This is for the Expos. His first stint was from 74 to 84. Then he returned in 1992. Gary Carter, I mean, very few players, if any, were more beloved in Montreal than him. His trade to the Mets in December of 84 arguably turned the tide of both franchises for the rest of the decade. I mean, Carter finished his first Expos tenure with seven all-star appearances, three gold gloves, and three silver sluggers before he then helped the Mets win the 86 World Series. And then after brief stops in San Francisco and L.A., he returned to Montreal in 92 for a final victory lap at age 38. I mean, his new teammates were still jokingly referring to him as the kid. But, I mean, perhaps his just presence kind of helped the Expos because they improved by 16 wins from the previous year. I mean, obviously, one player isn't going to help you win 16 more games. But obviously, you know, it's just, it's nice. I mean, he was around and, and they did better. It's, it's a nice story. Next guy is Don Sutton 
of the Dodgers. His first stint was 1966 through 1980. He then returned in 1988. I mean, he was a workhorse starter, frontline starter for LA for 15 years. I mean, he bridged the gap from Sandy Koufax's last season in 66 to right before Fernando Mania in 1981. I mean, he moved on to form a stack rotation with Nolan Ryan and Joe Necro in Houston. Then he pitched for the Brewers, A's, and Angels before winding his way back to Chavez Ravine for one last season in 1988. But by then, he was 43, and he started 16 games and compiled a 3.92 ERA for, for L.A. before they released him in early August, even though he still joined the team's World Series celebration at the White House that winter. Crazy. Not sure why they released him. I have to look into that because the 392 ERA sounds pretty good. But obviously, if they won the World Series that year, it means they ha- that they had some pretty good pitchers on their staff. Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. This is with the A's. His first stint was 1968 through 1975. Then he returned in 1987. I mean, the A's drafted Reggie Jackson with the number two overall pick in, in the 1966 MLB draft. This is actually just the second ever MLB draft. He moved with the franchise from Kansas City to Oakland as the A's just ascended from a bottom feeder team into a perennial powerhouse. I mean, Reggie Jackson was just a slugger. I mean, he powered Oakland's three-peat of World Series titles from 1972 to 74. He claimed World Series MVP honors in 1973, finished his first A's tenure with 254 home runs before he built his Mr. October persona as a Yankee, but at age 41, he returned to the Bay Area in 1987, hit 15 bombs for Oakland, finished with 563. That's good for sixth on the all-time home run list when he hung up his spikes eventually, but he singled in his final major league at bat on October 4th. Last but not least, we have Minnie Minoso of the White Sox. His first stint was 1951 to 57. Then he returned in 1960, 64, 76, and 80. I mean, Minoso made history as one of the first Cuban players in the big leagues and one of the first Latin Americans to play in the All-Star game. But he's a versatile outfielder and third baseman. He led the AL multiple times in triples and stolen bases. He routinely hit over 300 in his first tenure with the White Sox from 51 to 57. Then he returned to the South Side multiple times. I mean, four different times he came back to he came back to uh, Chicago during the latter half of his career. I mean, it's actually pretty crazy. Like this dude came out of retirement at ages 50 and 54. Like, cause I was looking at this. I was like, how did this guy have his first stint in 1951 and his last stint in 1980? He must've been ancient. He was, he came out of retirement at the ages of 50 and 54 to become one of the oldest major leaguers to ever take the field. I mean, because his career began in 1949, actually, this dude played in five different decades. It's it's insane. Like, so there's a little trivia question for you. If someone ever asks you um, who played in five different decades, the answer is Minnie Minoso. This dude came out of retirement as a as an old man. I don't know how he did it, but he did somehow. So that's gonna do it. That's just a nice little list for you guys. If you enjoyed this. Please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.